Welcome to the Season of Soul podcast. My name is Dora Vandekamp, and I am a spiritual ecotherapy coach and manifestation expert. Are you ready for infinite abundance, ultimate wellness, and pure bliss? I am, and I know many of you are too. We are truly in the season of the soul, being called on to evolve, expand, and awaken. I am so honored to be able to share with you incredible wisdom from some of the most revolutionary teachers, gurus, and coaches. Each show contains powerful knowledge about inner and outer transformation. And now, let's go to the show. Hi, Nicole. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good, actually. I'm doing great. Uh, it's another wonderful Wednesday uh, in Los Angeles. You are in Georgia? Yes, I'm in Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. Right outside the city. Wow. So I lived in Florida for a few years, and I loved it. I love the humidity. I'm not. Um, no, a lot of people are not fans. <laughs> I love it. First of all, it gives me volume. My hair like actually has a little bit of life when it's humid and, but I love it. It's so warm. And, and I, I'm sure there's days when it's a little extra humid. Though. <laughs> it's not always a dream, but that's, have you been in Atlanta like uh, all your life or did you move there recently? Yep. I've been here all my life. So maybe one day, you know, I've talked with it over with my boyfriend so we can live in California one day. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. California's fun. It's a great place. I I lived up north and then I recently I lived here for college in LA and then I moved down here again recently with my boyfriend and it's fun. It's definitely a different experience these days cuz you know for a long time we were just in our little apartment but um slowly things are opening back up. So there's a lot to do here. So I definitely recommend, even if you don't live here, come visit because a lot of people are into the metaphysical, which is something that, uh, you know, you are into as well. <laughs> um, how did how did you get into um, the metaphysical? Tell us a little bit about your journey. You are an inner voice coach. How did you get into that? I'm an inner voice coach. So um, to make a long story not too long, I am a former ballet dancer. So classically trained, that's what I majored in in college. So I danced from three to college and I spent a lot of my younger years just trying to check the boxes, you know, people please make the good grades, go to college, get the good grades, get the good job. And when I graduated college, got my first job, I got laid off. And when I was that age, I didn't know that being laid off was kind of like something that happened. Yeah. So I internalized it. Mm. I was like, what did I do? I did everything I was supposed to do. And then the relationship that I was in at the time was just very tumultuous. So I kind of went into a depression, had a spiritual awakening and realized, okay, a lot of this I was growing up with, this definitely doesn't resonate with me. Mm. And that's when I just like, I went down the rabbit hole. So I think one of the first things that I started looking into was near-death experiences. Wow. How interesting. I know I've only like heard, I know, I don't know if you know who Wayne Dyer is. So yeah, so he, he wrote a, a few things about that and he actually has a 
he had a woman that he worked with named, named Anita Morjani, and she had a, an experience where she died and then came back. And so it's fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, and that just keeps the interest. And I was like, there's something here. And looking back, it's probably because there is an essence of the stories that I just can resonate with on a deep soul level, yeah. but I didn't know it then. Yeah. And so then I got into local of attraction, and then it just kept going and going and going. Did some spiritual direction training um, and stumbled upon Just Lively mm-hmm. with her podcast, and then she introduced Inner Voice. So it's been a very long journey. Oh, ayahuasca in there. So- wow. And how was that something that um, kind of transformed you? Because I've I've yet to experience ayahuasca, but my boyfriend is very much into like, we should do it. It'd be like so incredible. And so I'm like, oh, I mean, I feel like not that I'm so enlightened, but I feel like I'm pretty in tune in a lot of ways. And I'm like, what will it add to my experience? So do you feel like it had it added to your experience? So I'll start by saying everyone's experience is different. Mm-hmm. Um, some people really love it. For me, whew, it was really tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was very tough. And I think I realized that, because I think this is three years ago, mm-hmm. I realized that I was really wanting the validation and the proof. Mm-hmm. And so maybe my intentions were um, pure enough, but mm-hmm. it definitely was calling to me. It was, you know, Right. It's like, I was the, you know, I waited two years to do it. I went to Peru, like, you know, by myself. So, you know, but actually when I left, I met so many people who were self-employed. Interesting. And I was like, I want to do that. Oh. I want to to vacation for like a month, two months. And maybe it had more of an impact on me than I give it credit. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, now I am self-employed. <laughs> <laughs> you are. And and you've, you've actually talked about that, too, that you really took a big leap. Because this is recent, right, that you became self-employed. Yeah. So as of the pandemic, <laughs> as of March, um, well, I finished off the school year. I was a middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, um, we left March 13th. That was the last day before, um, you know, with the pandemic. Right. And I knew then, April at least, I was like, well, I'm not going to go back. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do whatever I can to not go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know I was going to become an inner voice facilitator at the time. Not had, until April. Had you been doing inner voice work with Jess? That's who you did your inner voice work with, right? With Jess Lively? I got certified by her. You got certified. So I was doing it by myself on my own. Wow. I was getting certified in spiritual direction. So I was still on the same course. Mm-hmm. I still knew I wanted to work with people one-on-one. Right. But inner voice was added a, another layer to that. And I didn't realize that I needed it or wanted Mm-hmm. And so t- let tell everybody a little bit about inner voice. What is inner voice? <laughs> so your inner voice is your higher self, your soul, your God self. Um, you can think of it as uh, higher consciousness. So it's the part of you that always is loved, feels loved, always safe. The part of you that's way beyond the mind, connected to uh, universal wisdom, essentially. And 
it's that part of us that gives us the intuitive nudges and knowings. You know, when you get a peek or an idea and you're like, hmm, I didn't seem like it came from the mind. It felt like it came from a place that's bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's what I consider to be your inner voice. And you could also call it your intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a deeper soul part of you. You know, it's not the part of you that feels scared or restricted, limited, fear, um, separate. Yeah. So that's your inner voice. And, and does everyone have an inner voice? <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. Yes. Everyone has an inner voice. Um, it all, we all connect to our inner voices differently. So some people could get images, some people could get words that will talk to you, some people journal to inner voice, um, the inner knowing, the nudges, so it can speak to everyone very uniquely in their own individual way. But yes, we all have that part within ourselves. And so you basically one of the things that you do as an inner voice coach is you help people find that inner voice or maybe kind of hear the inner voice. It's always there, right? It's just something that maybe people aren't able to hear. Yeah. So as a coach, um, cause you can speak to your inner voice and your intuition on your own and you can cultivate that relationship. But when you're doing it on your own, you're yo-yoing from your mind down to the heart space. So it's it can be a struggle sometimes, a challenge to go constantly back and forth. So as a coach, what I'm doing is I'm holding space for the client to stay in their inner voice for 90 minutes and basically extract as much wisdom and information out of their inner voice as possible. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just a, a deeper level. Do you find that people come to you with kind of certain things they want to work on with their inner voice or is it more just kind of like they want to talk to their intuition? That's a good question too. So I feel like I attract people that are in a transition Mm. Um, and it's probably because I had experience that they're feeling like, okay, there's something deeper for me to do. Maybe I don't know what it is. And when we go into their inner voice, your inner voice knows where you're going. It knows the next steps. Um, It's able to kind of quiet the mind when the mind starts to go like this. So we can get you on your path to what your soul really wants to do. And then another topic I really love talking about is like money. So I feel like with my clients, I attract clients that really want to expand financially. Mm-hmm. Um, because that part of you knows there's an infinite amount of money right. in abundance. So it's just like tapping into that. Do you find that um, people's inner voices have like similarities? Do they have similar messages kind of like in regards to money, let's say? Are they kind of all on the same page or do they say drastically different things? So money definitely same. Interesting. Uh, you as much as you want. Um, it's really just it's really coming down to the thoughts and how we see money mm. and our beliefs around money. But they all say, you know, we're loved, we're safe, in that our like essence goes so beyond what we expect. Like we're just so powerful. Um, the soul is just limitless. Wow. So those are definitely the overarching. And then dance. <laughs> All our voices really love to dance. <laughs> How interesting is that? I love that. Because it's so, you're, you are super connected 
to something higher when you're dancing, which is so funny because you're a dancer. So that's so lovely. It's, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I think it's about like moving the energy. Mm. Like they want to move the energy. And then also one thing I'm learning is that <laughs> I'm getting really metaphysical here. But, you know, being a human is all about that human experience. Mm-hmm. So the physicality of life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, feeling our senses and the smell, the taste, the movement. And that's probably why they really love to dance is because, you know, if you're thinking about your soul, it can't experience dance the way that a human body mm-hmm. can experience dance. Interesting. You know? I've heard, I think maybe it was you or maybe it was Jess, but um, talking about how a lot of the inner voices also talk about nature, how they really like to be in nature. So it's probably a similar thing where that experience of being and physically, you know, feeling the sun and experiencing the smell of the flowers and the colors and stuff. That is something you have as a human that you don't have. What would you say? Is it like a non-physical entity or what what would you call non-physical oh that's a good question what would i call non-physical i guess anything that we can't see Mm -hmm. feel touch Mm -hmm. would be non-physical to Mm -hmm. me um are you familiar with bashar i am a little bit i'm very familiar with abraham hicks and like abraham hicks is still a little bit like bossy but not like Bashar Bashar is like very intense (laughs) so even though he he has a lot of amazing wisdom I think I was more drawn to like Abraham because it's a little softer you know um so anyways that's but I am familiar with him he said something interesting well he was like you know you're an extension of nature Mm. and so now I'm like, oh, that's probably why inner voices really like to be in nature. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about us, technically we're an extension of nature. Mm-hmm. We come from nature. So I guess that's why we want to be. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so true because that's my that's what I teach, right? So ecotherapy. And that's really the basis of ecotherapy is acknowledging that as a human, right? You are an extension of nature. You're nothing without nature. Nature is everything, right? Like everything we eat, everything we breathe, everything we touch, everything we experience, you know, what, what is it without nature? So that's so interesting. I love that. That's something that inner voice, um, also, you know, believes that's amazing. Um, so with inner voice, do you find that some people have a hard time channeling or I guess, it, is it channeling their inner voice? Yeah, you could say channeling your inner voice. Um, do some people have a hard time? Is that the question? Yeah. I think so. I mean, if you're not used to going within and um, hearing that part of yourself or really quieting your mind, it can be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's where a facilitator would come into play because they can really help use breath work and get the body really, really relaxed and you can feel that essence within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone's having a hard time hearing their inner voice and say they're doing the work on their own, one thing I would say is like, just like really pause and, and be still, really, really listen and just use the breath. Mm-hmm. So in a session, I'll say, 
when the mind holds a thought, it holds its breath at the same time. So if we want to move beyond the mind, we need the mind to exhale. So just breathing that air out. And then that way you're releasing a thought and listening at the same time. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. And that energy is moving then, right? With the breath. How interesting. So channeling, this is something that you are also doing, which I find like mind blowing is that you are helping people channel and you're channeling yourself as well. So tell us a little bit about channeling. So what is channeling? So you can look at it two different ways. You could look at channeling as anytime you are um, kind of enlightened by universal energy, wisdom, and love. Um, you can even look at it as your inner voice, like channeling your inner voice to come through. Then another type, right, which is when it's like a completely different being or entity channeling through you. And so giving a message and you're kind of like the vessel. And so I haven't had that experience where, like, with another being. Mm -hmm. But when I first started, um, let's see, I started holding sessions in May. And I can't remember, maybe it was June, my first client. Either way, it was like a month later, my first client channeled. And I was like, (gasps) we were both shocked. We were both shocked because she... (laughs) The story is just insane. She reached out to me because she was going through a lot. And I was like, sure, let's do a session. And um, we breathed for like 40 minutes together. So I was like, okay, this is just going to be a release, an emotional release. We're just going to do a lot of releasing with the breath. Breathe for about 40 minutes. And then, boom, she started channeling. <laughs> and I don't think we slept. <laughs> wow. Because I was just so in shock. And the beings had, um, it's on my, I have a collection of inner voice sessions, but it's called a channel message for humanity. And, you know, they gave their message for humanity and just the time that we're going through right now to say that, you know, it's hard, but to trust that everything's going to be okay and you're protected. And they were basically like, you know, you're going to have a lot more clients come to you with this. And then I did. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So who did she channel? Was it like spirits? Was it uh, like, what, who did she channel? That's a great question. So I can't specifically remember that woman time because I don't think they identify themselves. But most recently, um, there's an episode in the Inner Voice Library where it's called Beings. And so she has a few different beings coming in. <laughs> And it's just so funny how we talk about this as such means. <laughs> it's still so surreal. It is so but, surreal. And the, the fact that you are facilitating this, like you're kind of like a portal in a way yeah. for this incredible stuff. Yeah. So, okay. Who we talked to in that one was, so I learned that there's all these different types of beings. There's infinite amounts. You have your spirit guides. Um, you have ETs, right? Aliens. And wow. then you have beings of light. They don't have a name because they literally don't identify themselves as separate. Like, 
I'm noticing that when you go out of 3D reality, like labels, names, all of those kind of go away because there is no need for them. Mm. Um, they don't identify with the I like we do. They don't feel separate. They feel at one with the collective, with everyone. Wow. Um, they identify with the name collective, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said that they were close to source. Um, so right under source. And I asked them, so what makes you different than, let's see, a spirit guide or right. like an ET? And basically all they said is that it's just their mission, their purpose. So um, from my understanding, spirit guides, you know, are assigned to an individual person like on earth and you have spirit guides helping us. Um, and then you have ETs. <laughs> I mean, there's so many different. Oh my God. I mean, you could get into the Pleiadians. She channeled the Pleiadians a little bit. And I, I'm realizing that a lot of my clients have connections to the Pleiadians. Hmm. Um, and just so your audience knows, I'm still learning this. So yeah. I'm learning this all as I go. Um, and I, I believe the Pleiadians are here to help us mm-hmm. um, with what Earth is going through. They're protecting us. Um, another group call themselves the Galactic Federation, which I believe is another group that's helping Earth right now. Um, but yeah, just so many different types. It's amazing. So I have so many questions, but um, so first of all, you said, so spirit guides. So we have spirit guides and does everyone have spirit guides? Is that something that you were, uh, that they've talked about or is it just select a select number of people who have spirit guides? Do you know? From what my understanding, we all are assigned spirit guides. Mm-hmm. So there's someone who is assigned to all of us and who's guiding us here on earth. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I guess whether we know it or not, yeah. we're still helping. And- wow. And so, and then because it, it seems that, that the um, non-physical beings of a variety know what's going on on earth, right? And that it's kind of crazy right now. So what what is their message? Like, do they have um, advice for us? Or, um, you know, and is it is it kind of consistent? Or do they have a, uh, a similar view on, on what's happening and what we should do? <laughs> That's a very good question. So the way it was described to me is that the beings that are right under source, they kind of consider themselves to be similar to angels. And I didn't mention that. Um, but they have more of a zoomed out view than let's say the um, ETs. Mm. So it so what they said is if you ask like let's say the Pleiadians about Earth, they will have a, a totally different view of it um, than up here. Um, and they wouldn't label it like levels either, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> language. Either way, their message to us is that everything's going to be okay and that we're loved, we're protected, we can trust that they are taking care of us. Um, they know everything that's going on on earth. Um, they know that we're hurting, they know that we're in distress, and they want us to know that to keep our vibration high, you know, stay in the love. You can go within to your inner voice, go within to your inner voice, continue to work on yourself. Um, and I do think they want us to continue to raise the consciousness, you know, with ascension and all of that. Mm-hmm. 
um, and that they're seeking help. Like apparently there's a lot going on in the ethos of our earth. Like a lot of people really trying to help move earth along. Um, but yeah, that's their main message. And that's amazing because that's often not our natural response. And I think that's part of our conditioning too on earth is that like our response to, you know, the pandemic and there's like a civil rights movement going on and there's so many things going on, so many things. And our initial reaction is like fear and anger and, you know, we have to fight. And so it seems that kind of their, their view is like, lean more into um, love and trusting that this is all working out and, and that we're, we're okay. Right. Yeah. And you know, they, they see negativity or what we would call negativity as neutral. Mm. You know, it's like the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. but it's all, you know, living a world of duality. So you're going to have a mixture of both. Um, but yeah. And I made a post the other day, but at the start of the pandemic, you know, when I left teaching or left the school, I had in my mind, okay, like I, I can choose what I want to do with this movement. You know, like I can make that up in my mind to succumb to everything that's going on right now with the pandemic and I can fall into fear. Or I can say, I'm going to take this opportunity and really do something and I think that's what the option we all have. You know, we can choose to look at things how we want to look at them. If you want to get angry, you know, they'll say that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. or whatever emotions you choose to have is is fine. Um, but you get to decide, you know, what part you want to play and how you want to feel. And you know, you don't have to be angry. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be joyous or happy either. Mm-hmm. Just pick and choose. But I think it's important for people to know that it's your choice. Mm. So there's not really a right or a wrong, basically. And so if you are angry, that's okay too. Right. 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 Okay. That's amazing. And so so with channeling, I mean, you said this is still relatively something you're new to as well. Do you, did you have like people in your life kind of going, what is going on? <laughs> um, so my boyfriend like jumped completely on board. Oh, that's amazing. He could like listen to the sessions and stuff. Um, but he's always been very like metaphysical and mystical in his own way. Now with my mom, she was very like, what? <laughs> but I don't know how many friends. He's listened to a little bit, but she still has to take a second to digest. Yeah. And then, interestingly, my dad was pretty into it. Really? Like, he questioned it a little bit at first, like, how do you know this is real and all that? But I think he was kind of taking his Christian background mm-hmm. and going, well, in the Bible, you know, there's references to extraterrestrials. And um, I don't know a lot about. Christianity, like detailable wise, but I think there were some references to extraterrestrials, and I think there's some artwork, like Christian artwork, with from what I understand, like extraterrestrials in the artwork. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I mean, someone brought us here. <laughs> we got here some way. 
Yeah. That's true. Um, so do you feel like it's compatible? Because I, I know, you know, for some people who are Christian, right? Um, do you feel like channeling and inner voice, is that compatible with someone who is Christian? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's compatible with anyone, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's really no dogma or right. uh, religion associated with it. It's mm-hmm. more about just like having that personal relationship with yourself and, you know, your God and source spirit, whatever label you want to use. Mm-hmm. And so do you think that, um, so within intuition, one of the things you said is that um, it's not really the voice of fear it's more like a tuning into like a nudge or something like that so would you say that that's kind of the the difference because some people feel like they're they're hearing their intuition but it's really like the kind of the weird like fear that lives in them from either past experiences or trauma or maybe something they've you know been conditioned to feel so do you think that there's a difference when you're hearing your intuition versus when you're hearing like fear, basically? I do. And that's a good question because I think the gut can kind of confuse people because your gut is that the instincts can be fear-based instincts. Hmm. And so there's a separation between um, instinctual feelings and intuition. Mm-hmm. So your instincts, like, if something's coming, you know, it can tell you to run. That's a little bit different. So I'm talking about the heart-based, soul-based feeling. Okay, so if I use the example of the mind and intuition, the mind is going to experience the feelings of fear, separateness, jealousy, the more egoic types of feelings, mm-hmm. whereas your intuition, your inner voice is going to be more love. Um, love joy, compassion, it's going to be more bringing things together, um, unifying feelings. Um, yeah. So that's the difference between. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's, and I think that's really important for people who want to tune into their intuition because intuition plays a role in many ways. It's not just for making decisions. I think for like you know, arts and being creative, it's plays a big role in dancing and relationships and when to say something to your partner, you know, when something may feel a little crazy to say, or when to hold back and kind of allow yourself to come out of whatever emotion that you're wrapped into or whatever. So I think it plays a large role in our lives. So I think it's an important thing to be able to know when it is your inner voice, right? Or when it's like the crazy, that's <laughs> like talking, you know? And that reminds me, you know, your inner voice is going to be calm. Mm-hmm. So if it's like anything that's not feeling calm or feeling anxious, that's more than likely not not your inner voice. Your inner voice will be calm, cool, collected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a softer feeling, whereas the mind can be a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. Um it kind of just, it comes up like softly. It could be a pain, but it's just like that knowing. Mm-hmm. And um, you also touched on a really good point. Like you can talk to your inner voice about everything. Mm. And like there's a whole like intuitive eating is a huge market. 
It is actually, you're right. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about that because I'm sure some people might know about intuitive eating, but I know that you, you've said before um, that you will ask your inner voice, like what to eat for lunch or something. Yeah, that's one that I'm still developing. Uh-huh. Intuitive eating isn't my niche. Right. Um, but I'll play around and just open the fridge and go, okay, and her voice like, what do you want to eat today? Um, and I try to follow my intuition on that. Mm-hmm. But my the one that I really love is when it comes to um, your face routine. Oh. Your, um, the product that you put on your face. <laughs> so that's one that's like, I feel like it's funny and cool um so i love drunk elephant products okay and different types you know so like i'll get out the shower and i've made it a habit of going okay and our voice like what do you want me to put on tonight <laughs> i love it <laughs> what combination do you want me to use that's amazing so that's a fun one. i mean it's kind of like because i'm really into beauty stuff and it's kind of like food because really it's like your skin your skin's food you know so intuitive skincare. That's, I love that though, because there are days when you need a little extra moisturizer or a little extra toner or whatever. Right. So you, do you talk to your inner voice like throughout the day? I, not throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, if I feel like I need to connect, I'll just stop what I'm doing, you know, close my eyes and just connect or I'll journal to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess you could say I talk throughout the day, but it's not like consistently throughout the entire day. Right. Do you feel like meditation is is helpful for connecting to your inner voice? It's a good question. I use meditation, uh, and that's because I, right now I don't have a facilitator doing inner voice session. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do meditate. I really love Joe Dispenza's meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my clients, you know, some of their inner voices will say meditate and some of them will just say be in stillness. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like inner voices really just want a second, want you to give yourself a second in your day to be still and just kind of just be. Mm-hmm. Whether it's meditation, whether it's just sitting outside, that silence and that stillness is something that they feel like we all need. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there are people, do you think that everybody is somewhat listening to their inner voice or do you think that there are some people who are just kind of completely cut off from that part of themselves? That's <laughs> um, I think most of us hear our inner voices mm-hmm. and might not know it. Mm-hmm. However, I'm sure there's exceptions mm-hmm. to that. Like, I'm sure, you know, there are people that are completely cut off. Mm-hmm. Now, would they be your audience? Probably not. Right, <laughs> would right. Would be my audience? Probably not. Right. Um, so I think most of us on some level, especially if you're even interested in spirituality, metaphysics, mm-hmm. um, self-work at all, mm-hmm. hear their inner voice in some capacity. Mm-hmm. One of the things I actually, I, I, I do it most days. Some days I don't, but, um, is, um, morning pages. Have you ever heard of morning pages? It's from the book. It's from the book, the art of, 
I forget, but it's a, it's an amazing book. It's one of the most, I actually have it on my shelf. Where is it? It's the artist's way. And it's this idea that the first thing you do in the morning is you wake up and then you write and you write for like three pages. Like you don't think you just literally write. So even if you write, I don't know what to write for three pages, you just write. That never happens though. You always end up writing some stuff. And sometimes it's like really wacky stuff, but I always felt like it was kind of like what we are now talking about, which is like some kind of stream of consciousness that's coming from something bigger than you. Right. So it's like even bigger than your subconscious, it's something because a lot of times the stuff that comes out on those pages is very much like a surprise. It's not like you pre-planned writing it at all. It just comes out. So I feel like that's, No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I would definitely say that's like similar, right? Like that's basically like two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's, it's amazing too, because if we allow that, then who knows what will happen, right? We don't even, we have no idea. The, the, as you know, the possibilities are endless. I mean, you're communicating with, I don't know if aliens is like a derogatory word, but ETs extraterrestrials well yeah so now it could be ets it could be light beings Mm -hmm. friends of light i've heard that on yours which i love friends of light is amazing so it could could be anything anything of love you know as long as the message is of love yeah do um so i know that you have this on your instagram bio um normalized channeling And I like that because I think there is a little bit of a, for some people, a little bit of fear that goes along with channeling. Do you want to speak to that at all? Sure. So I actually had my own resistance around fear at first. Mm -hmm. And there was a second when, you know, I came up with my channel coaching program. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, do you need to change the name? And I asked my inner voice about it. And it said, no, it said keep it. And, you know, it just said channel, channeling or channel coaching is literally just tapping into yourself. So anytime you're going down into, you know, the deep depths of who you are and your soul. And I really think a part of my purpose is to normalize channeling mm-hmm. and like make the word just, you know, a normal word. Mm-hmm. And then maybe one day I'll let go of that label. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what's interesting is that when I was talking to one of my clients who channels, <laughs> they said that they gave me the idea. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> they said they gave me the idea and I was like, oh, <laughs> and then also, um, in the stars documentary, he has a new documentary. He mm-hmm. actually said channeling is going to be the first steps to contact. Oh, interesting. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. Um, because as we're communicating with, you know, beings and different entities, it's it is becoming more normalized. You know, as more people listen to these sessions, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I listen to that and um it just increases our probability of open contact mm-hmm. where we actually see um, you know, ETs come 
Well, and I mean, some people say they're already like on earth, right? So some, I don't know if it's some people or some how they're already here, like they're living among us and, and that, that kind of thing. <laughs> it is. Apparently some of them are here already. Yeah. And then apparently some can <laughs> turn into humans. <laughs> it's amazing. So, I have one client who, um, right when we started breathing, it was just a Canadian, <gasps> like, wow, time in between at all. I was, and he, he was, I don't even think he believed it. And he's like, no, I that is crazy. So when people are channeling, are they, because I've done, um, like uh, RTT, which is like hypnosis, right? But you're aware of what's going on when you're channeling. Do you, or maybe it's different for everybody. Do people like, are they aware of what's going on or are they channeling? And then afterwards they like listen to it and they're like, whoa, I said that. So a little bit of both. Okay. So from what they told me, so with Aunt Sophie, um, she says she gets like visuals mm -hmm. that they'll give her. So she's like seeing things mm -hmm. and she can kind of hear because it's still going through like, like her mind, mm -hmm. but I think it's happening really, really fast. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't remember everything, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like she's a spectator. And then okay. afterwards she'll always be like, oh my gosh. And we'll both be like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, so I think she can remember, and then some others can't remember everything. And then with my other client, the Canadian, I was telling you about, he, he, I don't think he truly knew what happened. Yeah. But I mean, when it happens to everyone their first time, I don't think anyone Totally. <laughs> because it, it's almost like, I mean, Abraham Hicks talks about that too. It's like, you know, if you, it's hard to receive what you don't believe in, right? So if it's something that happens, I mean, that's probably if, if they were, if it wasn't them, who knows if they would even believe it, but it's happening to them. So it's like, and thank God for the recording because <laughs> they can hear it, <laughs> hear it back to them themselves. Wow. Just so your audience knows, I did ask the question, you know, I ask in every channel and they said, yeah, we all have the capability to do that. Now we might have to release some, some limitations, mm -hmm. right? Because you have to be like an open vessel, mm -hmm. but we all have the capability. Wow. To do, do you find that? So, you know, you have, as everybody has like certain clients that come to you, right? So, um, and you said, you know, you kind of seem to have like similar, so, so money is something that, you know, they come to and they're also in transition. Um, do you think that when they come to you, they have any idea that they're going to be channeling? Um, no. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I only one of them so far channeled when she was younger. She knew she, she's always known she had a few. Yeah. But other than that, no. Wow. But you know, as you continue to, I mean, you're, you're growing exponentially. Like you started this in May, right? Basically. And it's August and you've already, I mean, beyond expectations. 
So as time goes on, you, you know, you will likely have people coming to you who are ready. I'm ready to channel. <laughs> I want to channel some, some beings. Let's go. Which is amazing, you know, that you can facilitate that. It is because, you know, it's interesting when, you know, we all have gifts, but it's interesting when you're discovering your gifts because you're, you're going to go through the point where it's like, well, I'm not doing anything, yeah. you know, because I think it's because we're so conditioned for mm. things to be hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm realizing that this is just, I guess, the nature of like my vessel mm -hmm. is like, I just can really hold space. Mm -hmm. For the client to go really, really deep. That's amazing. And yeah. Um, still very surreal for sure. But and, and like you said too, you know, we are conditioned for everything to, that everything has to be hard, right? So like receiving money hard, um, being successful hard, having a, a family, a relationship hard. These are all hard things. And so it seems like, you know, you're the inner voice or these non-physical entities are saying, no, it doesn't have to be hard actually. And just like channeling, it's actually very, it's easy, right? There's ease, ease that goes along with it. That's just how you perceive it. And interestingly today, because I learned something new in that <laughs> today I learned that, you know, our emotions, right, our feelings are allowed to be expressed in whatever way we want them to be expressed. Like even the suffering from what I learned from her inner voice is that they look at it all as like intriguing, fascinating. <laughs> wow. Um, because it all starts a purpose. So if you look at a hurt and you experience, you know, you can say, okay, well, what did I learn from that hurt? Mm -hmm. What did I learn from that heartbreak? And for us, when we're in it, it's so real to us. But it's nice to know that we can kind of zoom out from it mm -hmm. and go, you know, Nicole, it's okay. You can be sad. Like, there's mm -hmm. no wrong. You don't have to run away from being feeling sad or, mm -hmm. um, you know, feeling down or something like that. It's we're human. Mm -hmm. Do you have like any? Because I think some people that have a have a hard time with, um, you know, with there's non-physical beings or even there's a higher power um, because they see the struggle that goes on on earth. They have a hard time um, either believing in that or, or kind of coming to terms with that because they, they, they can't just, how does that justify like all the suffering that happens on earth? Do you have any like uh, feedback about that as far as, you know, inner voice and, and channel a non-physical. So if they're curious at all getting a different perspective, mm -hmm. they can literally go within mm -hmm. and, and ask, mm -hmm. you know, like just quiet the mind and, you know, feel into that intuitive feeling and go, you know, just say out loud, like, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Why does this exist? Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I would invite them to do because there's so many different layers to perspectives, you know? Um, and like you said, there's no right or wrong perspective. It's just right. like a different point of view. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's beautiful. I, I think that's amazing. And that you're right. It, I mean, I think you're right. Is that there is no right or wrong answer, right? There, everybody has a different experience. We all have a different experience. 
Um, so I'd like to ask you a few questions that I ask all my guests. Um, so the first one is, what nourishes your soul? What nourishes my soul? I would say right now, inner voice sessions for sure is nourishing my soul. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really just started doing this. So I'm still like writing the high of it. Hopefully it stays <laughs> in the high. But I get to, you know, practice that spiritual side of myself, but I get to listen to my client's inner wisdom every day. So I learn something new every single day. Wow. And it's so nourishing. Like every session, my mind's just like, Psh. Wow. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you share it because you're so good at sharing little nuggets on your, on your Instagram. So if you don't follow Nicole on Instagram, you have to, because she shares a lot of amazing little pieces of wisdom that, that you receive, which is so, they're all powerful. I love it too. I love sharing it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so fun. What, um, what is your, uh, wish for the world in this coming year? My wish for the world in this coming year is for everyone to just really find what brings them joy and then do what brings them joy. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if we all are more in that essence of love and joy, I do think the world would be a better place for sure. Mm -hmm. Will be a better place for sure. If we're all in that, you know, we can all just be tossing money around <laughs> each other. Making it rain. <laughs> I love it. Right. Um, and you kind of answered the, the last question, but what is the most powerful thing that people can do to contribute to a more beautiful world? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. The joy, finding the joy. Mm -hmm. um, just learning about yourself and how powerful you really are. Mm -hmm. But even that, like, that's not everybody's path, right? So I guess just finding your path. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much. It was so amazing to have you on. <laughs> thank you. It was a pleasure. Yay. I'm so excited.